Hey there, beauty hunters. We're back in Tennessee for a quick minute for our daughter's baby shower, and we're surrounded by some sweet friends. And so that is what inspired us today to talk about the power of friendship in sparking your creativity. And I know that some of you might possibly be um, tired of hearing all of those New Year's inspiration stories and everything trying to spark your creativity and get you up and going, especially if you've had a couple of hard years since COVID. And so we wanted to just chat today about that secret sauce of busting through some of those negative creative blocks. And it could be just as close as your circle of friends. So ready to have fun with friends elevating your creative game? Then snuggle in because we know it's cold out there. And let's chat about how friends can help warm up your heart. Hello, creative soul. Welcome to the Beauty Hunters podcast. Are you feeling stuck? Not having enough time, money, or energy to create? Do you want to make a difference in this world with your creativity, but you feel exhausted by life's responsibilities and void of inspiration? You are not alone. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Michelle Rose, fellow creative souls who understand the struggle. We once lived a life consumed by the daily grind, leaving us feeling empty and dead inside. And that all changed when we discovered the mindsets and skills that allowed us to stay in creative flow and infuse everyday life with creative passion. We are here with strategies and inspiration to help you fill your daily life with vibrant creativity. If you are ready to thrive and take your creativity to the next level, then grab your coffee, tune in, and let's create a more beautiful world together. All right, beautiful souls. Before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to M. Songdo for a fantastic review. Here's what it says. I stopped and smelled the roses. And so should you. Wow. Can I just say that the podcast is beautifully done? Not only that, but the message speaks deeply to my heart. I didn't know I needed to hear it until now. I love the energy both Jonathan and Michelle have and how they play off each other. Definitely has made me a fan. Well, in song though, thank you so much for that great review. Your words mean the world to us and they help keep us inspired. And if you haven't taken a moment yet to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world. It really helps more creatives find the podcast, gets the algorithms working in our favor to reach more people just like you who need inspiration, who need to have that little bit of encouragement every week to keep their creativity going. So thank you for sharing your review. And if you haven't yet, please do that as we work together to make the world a more beautiful place. And if you want to help us double our impact, share this podcast with a friend. This podcast could be the inspiration that your friends need to keep their creativity going. Yeah, and let's start that ripple effect of creativity spreading around the world in 2024. Now back to our cozy chat about the magic of friends in fueling creativity. Yeah, for some of you, the past year left you feeling a bit like you're in the middle of a storm. I mean, gosh, that could describe every year since 2020, it feels like. But surviving and desperately searching for light at the end of the tunnel, we were meant for so much more than that, and we totally get it. These past couple of years have been like a roller coaster, ups and downs and loops that we never saw coming. So here's the thing. Who of you out there are not feeling the whole New year, new me vibe right now. Anyone out there? Sometimes I I feel that way. It's like, man, can we just keep going on life as normal? Do we have to reinvent ourselves every single year? Uh, But we want to offer a place for you today. And for those of you who are standing strong, watching your close friends navigate some pretty tough waters, well, this episode's for you as well. We will address how you can be the friend that they need in the storm. 
Yeah, Jonathan, you and I, we've actually weathered quite a few storms together. And But there's one particular storm that really shook you to the core several years back. And truth be told, I didn't handle it as well as I wish I had. You know, it's actually a tough thing when you see someone who's hurting in your life. And sometimes we want to fix things, right? And I think I ended up being more like Job's friends who meant well, but ended up making you feel even more isolated. But I've actually learned that sometimes I just need to somehow find a way to just sit, duct tape my mouth, and just sit with you during the pain. So thankfully, you had a circle of friends during that season of your life who did just that. And they held up your arms like Moses needed when he was in the middle of that battle. So do you want to share more about that, babe? Man, there's still days when I feel like I'm not entirely out of that storm. But I've come such a long way since my hearing loss. Um, If you guys haven't been following this podcast for very long, or maybe you're just joining us, I've alluded to this in some other episodes. But in 2018, um, I suffered a debilitating hearing loss in one of my ears. And just overnight, like literally the next day, the hearing was gone, replaced with tinnitus. And as a writer, one of the most important pieces of my creative process was solitude and being just alone with my thoughts in a pad and a paper, just writing poetry and thoughts and stories and all the things. This handicap was a debilitating blow to my creative process. Well, and not to mention, too, you make therapeutic sounding drums for a living. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, yeah, I'm just talking about myself as a writer, but also as a musician and someone who makes drums, makes sound for a living. Um, yeah, it was it was such a low time, such a low point. Very, very dark time for me. So I definitely needed to have those people around me, those friends who, like Moses, could hold up my hands in that time. You know, as it relates to this episode and how important friendships are to our creative process, I want to say this. I had been a part of a community of people who practiced vulnerability, practiced being a safe place for one another long before I needed that on such a deep level. And I can't tell you how important it was to have already established that level of vulnerability with people that I could be not okay. I could just be broken and not have to put on a good face, not have to have all my stuff together just to show up and be me in my brokenness. Like I practiced that with these people before the hearing loss. And I don't know that I would have gotten there if I hadn't established that kind of community prior to my lowest point, because at my lowest point would have been the worst and least likely time to build that new skill. It It wouldn't have felt safe. It just wouldn't have happened because when you're in survival mode, you don't have the capacity to build those kind of relationships. You have to do that on the front end. And that's what got me through was having those kind of relationships before I needed them on such a deep level. Yeah, and they didn't show up for you in a way like I did in trying to help fix you either, right? Right, right. Um, so so looking back at that storm, um, it was super important. And I remember, I mean, you alluded to that. You just needed to duct tape over your mouth. And I remember a day when, and I know your heart was pure because you've always had my back. But I remember saying to you, can I just not be okay today? Can you just be okay with me not being okay? Right. And... And yeah, I don't know what that was like on your end, but for me, it was just like, this isn't getting any better. I can't fix myself. Yeah. I just need people around me who are going to be okay with me not being okay. Well, on my end, because you were asking, it's like, I just sat there and watched you be in such pain. It was like you were bleeding out. And I was 
in the panic mode. I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to do. So it was like throw everything in the kitchen sink (laughs) to try to get it done, right? Yeah, but it, it was so important just to have people around who will sit with you in your pain, who know you on your best days and your worst days. But that's not why they love you. They love you because they love you. And on those worst days, they remind you of who you are in those best days. Right. It was those kind of people who who know my creative fire, my creative passion, and could could look at me that way even when I wasn't that person. Right. Yes. So so if we're trying to teach everyone here something about friendships and how they can be a part of that creative process, what are the key things that your friends did for you that really helped you during that time? After just the first step of my friends being okay with me not being okay, just being willing to just be with me in it, in the middle of it. I think the second thing that they did that was most, that was super important for me was just being a sounding board for everything that I was experiencing. Because me left to myself was mostly just anger. I was just angry that I was not in control, that something had happened to me that I couldn't fix, that I lost my self-sufficiency. So I was just angry, right? But past the anger, deeper than the anger, there was just the sadness of the loss. There was the fear that maybe I'll never get my hearing back. There was fear that maybe my creative process was going to be forever altered or changed or somehow diminished, that I wouldn't get back to my full creative capacity. And after just being the sounding board helped me to name those things, helped me to get past the anger and go, oh yeah, I'm actually just sad or I'm actually just fearful. And, you know, building that kind of community and friendship, being able to be a sounding board and name things was super important to my creative recovery and getting, getting back to just back to my creative self, back to my capacity to, to dream again, to engage in wonder, to engage in curiosity and to not just be angry all the time. Yeah. And, and I remember into this season when they kind of brought you into that place where you were exploring again, it was, you know, at first I remembered you seeming a little hesitant, like it was a little scary, but because they were with you celebrating those small little wins, it was like each step became less risky, less hard to take because each one was being celebrated. You weren't alone in it, right? Yeah. I remember one of the first big times of re-engagement was when uh, I went back on another, went to another music festival to present my art again. And I went with Judah. So if you guys want to know more about Judah, go back and listen to episode seven. He was one of my creative cohorts in this season of my life. And so he went with me to Floyd Fest. And that was not very long after my hearing loss. And so the tinnitus was really bad. And Hearing things was really difficult and loud environments were really difficult. And so I went back to a music festival and Judah was right there with me and we were just doing the thing, even though it was difficult, even though it felt somehow diminished and it was different, but it was also still um, just having somebody with me to do something difficult right after the loss was, was critical. It was super important. And I don't know if I could have done it by myself. I wouldn't have done it by myself. So having somebody with me to help me re-engage was an amazing part of that process. Um, And then also I pushed my, it helped me to push myself to do other things to, to re-engage and to um, push into overcoming those obstacles and those setbacks. So one of the things was I pushed myself to go on a a writer's retreat 
where I surrounded myself with other writers, other poets, other creatives who knew what it was like to have sacred parts of your creative process and could mourn with me on losing those parts of that process. You know, so just intentionally re-engaging in people who get you, who understand what it's like to be in your shoes uh, was another really important part of the process. And each step you took, you were never alone, even though it was a lonely place to be. But each step you took, it's like you got stronger and stronger and those muscles began to build and you found yourself being able to write again. Absolutely, because I basically had to relearn my creative process because I didn't have access to silence anymore, which was an important part of my creative process. Uh, So I had to relearn what it was like to be creative. And without community around me, I don't know that I would have learned that. Yeah. And so I do remember around that time frame, you opened the door to let me be a part of the process again. And I got to celebrate with you because I think that writer's retreat, you had some pretty massive breakthroughs and being able to be on the ground floor of that whole season, I got to celebrate with you. And I think that was where you opened the door back to me. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So, um, and you know, it's like often when we're looking at people in our lives that aren't as close a friend, we're not privy to those deep, dark places that people are experiencing, but yet we can still be that voice who gets to celebrate the little things that we can recognize in their life. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's where it's key. If you're, if you've got somebody in your life who you see going through a challenge, um, particularly if they are of a more creative bent. The biggest thing you can do, I think, is just hold space for that person, just to be okay with them not being okay, but to also keep reminding them of their best creative self. And they may not want to hear it all the time, but they need to hear it. And they want to be celebrated for their creative capacity. They want to be able to re-engage. And you just might be that person that helps make it a safe place to try again. Right. It's kind of like... um you know, when you're blinded to something just because you're in the thick of it, someone's like putting glasses on so that you can see clearly again, you know? Yeah, well, well I, I don't know who to give credit to this for, but it was in a, a, I heard this preacher say this in a message one time where... Gary Morgan. Was it Gary Morgan? Gary Morgan. Okay. He said, you can't see the flame on top of your own head. Like, we're all carrying this flame, um, whether it's a creative passion or, you know, just some sort of insert whatever passion in your life, right? And it's like this flame sitting on top of your head, but I can't see my own flame, but I can see your flame and you can see my flame. And sometimes we just need someone to say what they see over our lives. They need to say, hey, I see this passion in you and it's not dead. You're not done yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, it, and it's almost like it, it's the wind on the embers that keeps that spark going and creating that fire. Yeah. So, you know, it's like creativity flourishes with that supportive community. And whether you're close to someone or you're uh, more of an acquaintance to someone, you still get to be a part of that community that they need, you know? And yeah, creativity flourishes in a supportive community. That's right. And the best time to develop that kind of community isn't in the depths of when you need it the most, (laughs) right? It's, it's do it. When you're on the creative high, you might be on a creative high tide. Do it then. That's the best time to do it because, man, the stormy seas come. And at that point the in time, you're of life too tired. Hit you. Yeah. 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 And, you know, there's something about beauty hunting. You know, when we get to be the person who hunts that beauty out of the person that's in that hard time, it, it's 
very magical, I think, to be the person who's being seen when you feel so lonely and you feel unheard. And to be able to be the beauty hunter in that moment and say, I see you, I hear you, and call it forward. In my book, that's the best kind of beauty hunting. Like, it's great to go watch a sunset or to be on a hike in nature or to spend the day on the lake paddling. All magnificent parts of beauty hunting. But for me, the best parts, the best kind of beauty hunting is when I get to see someone cry and they haven't had a good cry in years, right? And they're just letting something go. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Or, you know, when they, when they experiment with something difficult and they wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for the encouragement of friends and community around them and they just go for it. And then all of a sudden they had this wild experience of, you know, who knows? I mean, we've all had those kinds of experiences. For me, the best kind of beauty hunting is when it involves our personal stories of redemption. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's the beauty of true friends, isn't it? And sometimes it's not about having all the answers, but it's about just being there, holding each other up in all the midst of life's battles seeing what's in them that they can't see themselves. And so if you're feeling a bit like Job or in the need of a Moses crew, know that it's okay to lean on those around you or to be the person that gets leaned on. And we're here to remind you that you're not alone in all of this. Yeah, definitely not alone. Um, it, I mean, you're just getting to know us because this is a pretty new podcast, uh, but we can be here for you. You may not have any creative support around you whatsoever. Drop us an email, right? Like join our Facebook group and start just showing up, responding to some posts or sharing about your own creative needs or your own things going on. Um, And if you're someone who's living on that creative high, join the Facebook group and be the voice who gets to help and inspire others. Yeah, just find, go go on some personal beauty hunting of your own and find find that creative spark in someone who needs that encouragement and be be the beauty towards that person that you want to see in the world. Right. Yep. And your friends, you know, they don't have to be there just for the storms. They'll help you to soar to those new heights. And that's what we want the beauty hunting community and the Facebook group to be is for both the highs and the lows. So thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode. And until then, keep creating and keep connecting with those around you and spreading the love and encouragement to those who need it. Thank you for joining us on the Beauty Hunters podcast. I hope this episode has encouraged you. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with other creatives in your life? And please leave a quick written review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews keep us inspired and help more people discover the podcast. Okay, time for us to hit the road. We're off to our next art show. We'll meet you back on Monday for another episode. Until our next encounter, always remember that your creativity will make the world a more beautiful place.